Yeah, we've hit rock bottom, as Dan said. I don't like that comment. Him saying that we hit rock bottom. No, disgusting. If I was a player, I'd be pissed. The, all the players agreed with him, Evan. <laughs> Cheers to yes, episode cheers. 92. Sorry, I already opened mine earlier out of frustration. I already took a drink of it. That's okay. I forgive you. I'm drinking. I don't know if I had these on. They're called Kona Spiked Heart Seltzer. This flavor Ooh. is Starfruit Lime, which is an interesting name for a flavor. I would say it's a 6.8 out of 10. Can I see the can? Remember that Kona Big Wave Brewing beer I bought, Alex, back in Birmingham? Same company, but um, seltzer. Alex just took a drink of whiskey and made the most taste I think he could have made after saying that I couldn't drink whiskey straight last week. Well, out of the bottle, is a little different. Uh, yeah, but whiskey out the bottle. I'm drinking Bush Light, sponsored by Mug Sports Pub. Yummy. Beautiful. All right. Uh, welcome in to the number one sports podcast in the state of Michigan. There was never a doubt in getting tonight's show off the ground due to IT errors. Mm. Thank you, oh IT gosh. guy Drew. For yes, he's the one. That I, I fixed it. <laughs> Thank you, IT guy Drew, for helping us out. We, uh, we I am an IT guy. We owe you a commission. Once we start getting ad revenue, we'll shave $5 off the top. And uh, to thank you for your service. Tonight is Monday night, October 10th, 2022, 8.05 p.m. <laughs> and you guys are in the midst of a juicy fancy football battle. So we thoughts? want points in Monday night football. We want points. I want um great blocking by the running backs tonight and no running and no catching so if you're listening when you're listening to this probably on tuesday you'll know the outcome but evan just needs josh jacobs and clyde edwards alaire to have good games and alex mm. needs them to not have good games and i need Devonte adams to score 40 fantasy points to win my matchup so if that happens then you'll know like wow that's crazy that that ended up happening well it won't we will preview the show right now. We're going to do weekly check-ins combined with Game of Thrones in the beginning. We will do Detroit Lions versus New England Patriots recap. Then we will do the Michigan State Spartans, Ohio State Buckeyes recap. Then Michigan, Indiana. Then we will shift from recaps to previews, which will be Michigan State Wisconsin homecoming game. And then Michigan Penn State top 10 matchup game. No Lions game this week because they get the bye week. So that's and huge. the bye week. Huge for morale. And get um, out coaching the bye week. That we think. We think. Um, plug our social accounts at Shot of MS everywhere to follow us on social media. You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you prefer. Now, before we get into weekly check-ins, I would like to clarify for listener Cody with a K. He brought the question up, but I'm sure there's others thinking, hey, guys, I know it's football season and we love football. But especially since our team stink, when are we going to talk about the Red Wings and the Pistons? We will be doing that next week because both college football teams will be going into their bye week. So we'll have no games to preview. Um, the Lions will be coming out of a bye week. So we'll have no game to recap. So we're going to have a nice little window there where we can focus on the season starting up. The Wings start this Friday 
and the Pistons start next Wednesday, October 19th. So look forward to that. Elmer Soderbloom made the roster, I saw. Six eight queen, baby. Get him down below. Get him in front of the net like Thomas Holmstrom used to. Oh, gosh, it's so nice. Thomas Holmstrom played golf at Raisin Valley once. Wow. One fact for you. Deep cut. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, played an outing. Alex, how was your week? My week um, was your week. pretty good. <sighs> the weekend wasn't very good because my sports teams continue to suck. Jam-packed of excitement, though. Um, what did I do during the week? Probably not much. Never really do. Um, the weekend tailgated again. Um, I'll let Evan talk about that. Evan, would you like to talk about tailgating? Tailgating was a great time, as always. Evan just gives better description of the tailgate than I do. Um, little cold, but that um, didn't stop us. Windy, actually. Heard it was uh, windy. It got windy in the afternoon when the sun started to rise up, obviously, with the air pressure and warming of the air because the sun's out. That brings up winds. Is that um, how like wind works? Knows. Yes, it's not actually just the leaves, trees blowing. It's high and low pressure causing the wind to air to shift. I thought it was the leaves just taking deep breaths. <laughs> I bet. Yes, the leaves were taking bigger, deep breaths um, Saturday afternoon. Uh, but in the mornings, I think everybody was okay dress-wise. Just everyone's hands were frozen. Mm, got gloves. That was a I can relate move. to that. Bought gloves, though. Um. Good food, great chili. It was great job, Cody. Um, went to Caesar Sportsbook Casino. Um, shout out Sam, saw him in there. Uh, shout out Sam. how bad of a coach I was. <laughs> he um, did, it was pretty funny. Fair, yep, I deserved it, didn't shy away from it. Um, <laughs> then. Um, we're wrapping up. We're getting ready to go in. Oh, we're, we're going here with this. We're going to talk about this. Alex, it needs to be talked about. Okay. Well, before we get Fine. into this, because, yeah, I had questions about it. But the first thing I would say was, <laughs> I, Alex told me on the phone a little bit, but how is the feeling when you get stopped in public when someone you don't know knows you from this podcast? It is still relative. We say it's another one's po- podcast in Michigan, but, you know, you're still like, wow. I but can't it is. recognizes but... me in person. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a good feeling. It wasn't and then Evan downed, him, downed his face with some pulled pork right afterwards oh, to make himself feel even better. <laughs> so good. And then yeah, it was surprising. The dark side of tailgates they don't tell you about when um, Karen shows up. Karen's like a wind gust gets blown to your tailgate. <laughs> yes. So first of all, there's two kids became friends. One played, one played hockey and one played football. One played football. These kids started it off. They come over. Um, they try to get an autograph with little Mosey. They thought one of the people at our tailgate was a rapper and asked for his autograph. And he, and he signed something for him. He signed their <laughs> palm. Yeah, he were signed these, his hand. Were these kids um, high schoolers? No, 10, they were in sixth grade. 12. Okay, so kids, kids. Okay. Sixth grade. They came over and just were like chatting up with us. You know, I asked if they played football. Um, and then they just started fighting each other. Like just full on. Oh, now, did that, we yeah. instigate any of this? Possibly. Did somebody tell him, hey, $10 for the first person to land a punch? Wow. Possibly. Who could have done that? 
wasn't someone on this podcast somebody on a different podcast made money <laughs> um that was entertaining and funny finally we're trying to leave um we're tearing down the tent the canopy there's cans laying in the grass grant you know this policy yeah okay call call it boneyard for those that don't know this policy yes they get picked up by unfortunate less unfortunate less people i don't know how do you describe them basically the homeless pick them up and it's just how it's always been however we're tearing down we're packing everything up into back into the car this karen comes over and just starts yelling at us for how we're not Spartans, we're not taking care of the environment, we're not helping out the homeless better, that we need to pick up our cans because they're everywhere and we're making Michigan State look bad. They were in a pile. They were in a pile. Which is, in the grass. you guys, and this is week, this is like your fourth, third home tailgate where you guys have a system, I'm guessing, with, in the, same the, spot too. with the less fortunate people where you've agreed upon, yeah, you can come to this pile and just take what they you want. They come get it like hourly. And they already did that twice earlier in the day. And so this is curious. I'm more, more, this is my curiosity, not really related to the story. If you're going to the game, do you just leave them there? Cause then they come and pick them up or do you, do you bag them up then? They come and get them. You they just leave them. You just leave them. And, and then, you know, they're going to be taken cause they come and get them. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So we're packing up all of a sudden drew it friend of the podcast. Drew is getting what I call yelled at, bitched at by Karen from all the things I previously said, saying he's making Michigan State look bad. Mm, that's a tough thing to say to somebody. Now, Drew is a better man than I, Drew's a better man than Alex and I are combined because he, he just started complying. He, started, he <laughs> just started picking them up and wow. said, what would you like me to do with them? And then Drew snapped a little bit. He, th- she started putting the cans into our trash. That was, we're just going to throw it away. But she wants us to put it in a separate bag. And we're like, no, that's a trash. You can't do that. And she starts just flipping out on Drew. And that's when the alpha dog, the loves confrontation, thinks he's <laughs> the best person in the world, steps in. Wait, I'm not sure wait, that's exactly up. why. So I, I think that was a little unclear. So she wanted a separate bag? Well, I'm she wanted us to do them a favor by putting the cans in a separate bag. To give to the homeless guy. Yes. But you guys already have a system with the homeless guy that he just knows they're there in the pile and he takes them. And he has his own bag and he just puts them in there. He wants, yeah, his own. And she started putting our cans in the trash and then Drew started taking the cans out of the trash and that's when Drew got upset and then Alex's wires crossed and then he was upset. What he said, it's on video. Any publicity is good publicity for us. Doesn't doesn't need to be seen. We will not release the video publicly. If you ever see us, like Sam did at the Caesar Sportsbook, we will show you the video if you ask. But it will not be released to the public. It's hilarious, though. My favorite part of the entire... I can't say the line, but there's an audible moment where Alex just asks a question about Karen's home life and how her kids feel about her. And I almost spit out my drink when when he dropped it. And I wrote, there's something about... Alex's brain. Some people, when they're in a confrontation, their brain fries and they say dumb things. And some just rises to the occasion and they don't miss a beat. And Alex was absolutely dialed in. Like he just took a bunch of Adderall, just boom, 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 boom. Eviscerate this woman. Eviscerated. Not proud of it, but she deserved it. So yeah. I said some mean things, but nothing over the top mean. She did cry. The all time um, line. The, great, well, the video did get cut out of the next before line the what, best line of what uh, Mint Money said. Um, the 
Well, th- there was one at the very end of the video that was hilarious that he said that was. But like, that was the second part to it that you didn't hear. He told her not to cry, and she didn't listen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Cody told her not quit crying, and then she was just, just like, I don't even know if she said anything. Or she, said, she flipped the bird. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. did F-U. that. Yeah. So Cody said, "Quit crying. It's not that deep." Oh. <laughs> and then she walked away. Yeah, it was really not. When when you think about it, and you step it back, so absurd. Both of you guys wanted the same thing and are doing the same thing like i'm sure i bet this is how it goes i bet her tailgate puts all the cans in a in a plastic bag to give to the guy you guys just leave them there and he is cool with putting them in his own bag so both parties are doing the same thing she just assumed you weren't and then that's where you don't step into someone else's tailgate i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that she does this kind of thing often none of her friends defended her or even walked over that was a large part of the video where like and the friend that did save her, like, was leaning away, like, just come on. Like, just, just please stop. Um, and she was rather intoxicated. Slurring. So, slurring words bad. Uh, and there's yeah. another just key part. And it's just, like, mind your damn business and yeah, worry just, about yourself. That's yeah. what the whole world should start doing. Mind your the, business. I feel like the only way you could potentially but i can see why you would say something if the if the cans were scattered everywhere and then you guys were just like leaving and acting like idiots but if the cans are all in a pile and you're tearing down politely i don't see why anyone would be like you guys are a disgrace to this university that's an insane she, thing to say she looked at us saw that we were younger and thought that just because we were young we just had no uh, morals no responsibility and yeah. i don't know what she, we were cleaning up our spot as this happened, it was one of the worst timings of all time for me to get angry. Um, no but, regrets, but you get a chance to walk away. So it's good that you were leaving. And, but she was lingering. She would not leave. She wouldn't leave. I asked her several times and the more I asked, the worse it got. Yeah. But that was it. That was incredible. It was funny. Funny. Um, Evan, you're famous. Oh God, bro. Yeah, Evan was sitting down amongst all of us standing. So, Alex, are you up and to the right? The I'm photo? standing up. The right of the, the photo kids. to the left. You can see my me. quarter zip. Yeah, your it's, arms are folded. You're wearing a green quarter zip. Yeah, it's just I'm standing and Evan's sitting. I, Evan, um, I didn't know you were everyone. sitting optically. I was like, Evan's not that short. How is Alex that tall in this picture? <laughs> but it makes sense that you're sitting down. Bad optics for you. Very bad visual. 100% sitting. Um, it's the whole notion of like, now I don't have any faith in this defense. So almost like every third down or every big play when everyone's like, yeah, yeah, stand Bring up. your keys out. Get your keys Evan, out. Evan, you stood up when it was 7-7. Seven to seven. Uh, Oh, I did. I was screaming on that third and, well, we can get into it later when the Ohio State came. But yes, there was moments where I just needed to sit down because I knew the outcomes of the game. I just knew what was going to happen, and this bad luck. I got recognized a couple of times today in school. <laughs> um, yes. No publicity. Well, you're on a national, national TV. You got your, your I 30 people, seconds of fame. I had people reach out to me in DM saying, dude, was that you? <laughs> people that... Bleep. But, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty odd. Yes. That's super weird. Yes. Um, yeah, I am world famous. Feels good. Um, I got made fun of it in so many different group chats. I got sent it to me probably like 20 or 50 different times. Um, and the bad thing is that at Michigan State, there's no cell service when you're in the stadium. Hmm. And so I didn't. I had no idea what was going on until Alex and I started walking out. And Alex was like, yo, dude, uh, get her <laughs> I put her on TV. 
I put my ringer on and then like halfway through the walk, it just goes ding, 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 ding for like a good two minutes. And it was just all about Evan's picture. So here's the thing. Like we, if we're going to break it down a little bit, it's not the worst, like desperate, like sad fan photo ever. You kind of almost look distinguished looking up to the, to the right. What makes it so good is the kid sign. Like the right little next kid to your head, dude. He's just standing. He stood, up he the stood like game. the whole game. Yeah. Prof of that little kid. He's just standing up. It says go buck sign. Just a go <laughs> buck sign. Awesome. Oh God! Could have been worse. It's not. Hey, it's any not publicity is good publicity. It was good for the podcast. It was. It, it's. It gets our face out there even more on a, on a national stage. <laughs> um, I'll go quickly in mine, and there's one last thing to talk about briefly. My parents visited Minnesota this weekend. Oh. They flew in on Saturday. Thank you, Evan. They flew in on Saturday morning, really early. Um, during the day, we didn't do a ton early because again they flew in very early so they you know they're getting older they need some naps i would need a nap too so no chop there i made grant's famous wings for them they loved them they were a big hit that was one of my dad's only wishes of the whole weekend he's like i don't really care what we plan out i just want to try these wings so we did that we watched college football we watched probably at least almost a halftime of the michigan state ohio state game and then it was time to mosey on out we went to the mall of america and let me tell you guys, I, I believe both of you have been there. Yes, yes. Nickelode- yes, we have. Nickelodeon Universe is out of this world. I mean, that <laughs> thing is insanity. I don't know how you guys oh. felt when you saw it, but I was like, if I was seven years old, this would be the greatest place on the entire planet. It's like just in your face. <laughs> this is like a little roller coaster, isn't there? There's like five roller coasters. It's insane. It's I couldn't big, believe it. It's, a big well, it's not like tucked away. It is like in the center of like a little plaza, like in the middle. You just walk up on it. And you're like, it hits you in the face. Like, hey, kids, get on Everything. the rides. Spend like, thousands of dollars here. Legos, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, there was even like shows they had rides for that I didn't even know the shows. Like that's how up to date this place is. It is an absolute behemoth of a facility, and like the mall itself. Yeah, it has like every single store under the sun. Um, we had we had dinner there. There was a decent, there was a good restaurant, good food there. Um, on the first level, there's a ton of restaurants, but we made reservations before, went to that, gave them a tour of where I work. That was cool. Did that late at night. It was a little spooky, like no one being in there, but it was cool for them to get to see it. And then Sunday, they got to go to US Bank Stadium for their first time. It was a pretty exciting football game. The shout, um, the Bears made it a competitive football game in the second half. Um, in the first half, it did not look so hot. And then that was pretty much it. Because after that, Grant's mom's a Bears fan. My mom if is anyone cares. a Bears fan. I got, they actually had this um, display at the mall of a bunch of NFL helmets when you walk in. And we took a picture of her next to the Bears helmet. And there was a lot of other Bears fans at the Mall of America, too. She fist bumped one of them. You know, the Saturday, like, pregame hype. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's bear down tomorrow. They did not bear down. Bears stink. Bears stink. Justin Fields, though, pretty good. He actually really impressed me in that football game. Um, the only other notable thing is I had a cheeseburger pizza for the first time in my life. And you would think it'd be gross, Alex, as I can see by your face. It was actually pretty good. I don't think it'd be gross. Just I wouldn't order it. I would have. I thought the sauce was going to be something different. No, it was pizza sauce. It was like pizza sauce, ground beef, bacon, a pickle, lettuce, and like so it's just uh, it's a Big Mac pizza. Big Mac. No, they use pizza sauce, Evan. Did you listen? No, I did not. <laughs> Credit to Evan for a minute. They did not use Thousand Island, Evan. They used pizza sauce as the base. 
So it was in a the, in a burger pizza. It was a meat lovers pizza with pickles. The pickles were so good though. Something about a nice pickle on top of your pizza was phenomenal. I might have to incorporate that going forward. Another good I, topping on pizza is pineapple. No. Wow. There's no need for you to say that. Nope, it, it's needed. <laughs> you know it's what also is a good topping? Cold bacon. Oh, we we were proven that you are weird. Whoa, I mean, that was pretty close. I mean, it was close really close. doesn't count. Nope. In my, I'm, I don't even know what I, I actually want. Alex, I don't, I'm basing my opinion off of the first seven. The first seven. Well, it swung drastically off. back into my favor at some point. <laughs> I, th- I think we have to say that we can't call him a serial killer because the final results were 51.4% yes, it's weird, 48.6% no, it's not weird. So it's like right down the middle. Because made a good point, and I'm curious, one gentleman said, what about like cold bacon on deli subs or like in that kind of setting? And I was like, wow, I guess people do eat cold bacon. It's not always warm. Now, one guy was confused. He thought I meant eating raw bacon. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> that's that's cereal killer. Like, Probably would be delicious, though, if we're going to be totally honest. Okay, you can't say that. And then think cold bacon is a killer move. It would probably taste like a meaty piece of licorice. <laughs> what? Disgusting. Um, last thing, Evan, you were there in person. Did it come see Indians? Absolute wagon. Absolute wagon. Shout out, coach. Uh, coach really shout out the team. Shout out the community. Um, the entire town was like there. We had more fans there than Chelsea did. And I wow. put that on my grave. They that did not seems sell like out a reach, fans. but they did not sell, they didn't sell out of all the all the uh, their bleachers. Like their fans weren't packed. They're defending state champions. Bigger stands. They won the but, state uh, champion. Chip last, last year. year, yeah, yeah. Holy Batman! What SEC a win! Championships on the line. The first SEC loss in five or six years since we beat them. First time, first time losing to Tecumseh since twenty thirteen. Um, so I mean, it was a big deal. Great and to see. It- Tecumseh has dogs on their team. Just athletes everywhere and their offensive line is probably the nastiest group of guys that just are going to physically manhandle whoever's in front of them so like, they're gonna win the state championship is what you're telling me super impressive well I was i'm not, I'm not going that far they're very talented um very well coached uh so i don't know if they can win the state championship i'm not putting it out there that far um but they have a very good chance to win the district championship. Very good chance to host multiple playoff games. Host and win. That'd be huge. That's undefeated, all right? Undefeated. Two games left in the season. Clarenceville and Bay City, John Glenn. Last game of the year is at home. And anybody that's listening is like, guys, it's high school football. Get out of the past. No. No, not in this instance. I found myself, I was like, found all like, oh, this team's good. This game cemented like, you know what? I'm gonna care about this team and actually like follow what they do after Friday nights and see. Cause there's something about Chelsea you just hate so much if you grow up in our town. And I was watching along on um like Twitter videos from all the beat reporters, and there was a one... dollar to stream it. I couldn't, there was no stream of it. Yeah, there was for one dollar. Why didn't you send it to me? Oh. I didn't know you couldn't find it. I thought you were a tech guy. You watched it? 
No. It's on oh, I didn't. NFHS, I think. I didn't pay for it, but it was, it's a dollar. It wasn't on there. Yeah, it is. I promise they did not have it because my dad would know. And he said he looked on their website and couldn't find it. I looked I, on three different websites. I just saw an advertisement for it that day on Facebook saying it was going to be on there. So don't quote me on it. Cheese, cheese's mom watched it on there apparently. Well, I would have. Next time I will if it's there. But um, credit to me also because I was like, let's you know give give the team some love. I really had to refrain from saying anything mean about Chelsea in the tweet that I sent. I was like, you know, that it comes to the Athletics account is probably not going to want to interact with this if we just like shit on Chelsea in the tweet. So I kept the GFC to myself. I kept everything about Chelsea to myself. So like, let's just focus on the positive of these high school kids playing football. Felt weird. Should have liked into the jungle account. I don't have I don't have that information anymore. Oh, we created it. If anyone somehow this gets back to whoever runs a jungle account, let's just chill on the emoji usage, okay? The 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 people, the founding fathers of that account did not envision it for like 20 emojis there, to be used in one tweet. So let's just chill. There on might that. not have been emojis when we started it. Yeah. Let's just chill on that. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but there's better ways to do it. <laughs> That's all. So we will uh we will continue to monitor them as they go forward. Hopefully, we can cover them live from Ford Field one day. That would be pretty cool. Awesome. We could get si- I think we could get sideline passes for that as a media member. You know, you'd think. Uh, Evan will be down there. Sideline. Yeah, I could get you guys sideline passes. <laughs> Not a big deal. That. Not a big deal. Um, House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Spoiler alert starting spoiler now. Spoiler alert. Okay, FYI, Grant, we can't spoil anything for main Game of Thrones from here on out. We have an avid listener. And oh, we yeah. You ruined from... something big for Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you ruined Ned Stark's death. He just started Game of Thrones like a couple weeks ago. And you said last week on the pod about talked about Ned Stark's <laughs> Oh, Devontae Adams just had like a 70-yard touchdown. It We're not... was like 60, but 58. We are on upset alert, Levi. If you're listening right now at this moment on Tuesday, just know that this is when I thought I was coming back. Levi's ass is Wait, you get a you get a 50 yard touchdown bonus, right? Five yes, points. Absolutely. Cody McCray just put eyeballs in the chat. <laughs> These are happening. Tonight. I think that was a 16 point reception right there. Oh my god. Okay. 17. That's a 17 point reception. Sorry. When did I say? Didn't know my ringer. When did I say that? We. Jesus oh, Christ, Grant! Luke, you are, do not listen. You gotta oh cut that. God. You gotta cut that. You I said Ned, Ned Stark. Stark died. <laughs> and you almost just—you have to cut that. I'll just bleep it and the like, Okay, all right. You oh almost just blew gosh. two things. Don't worry, I'm so already Luke's on it. Row. I'm texting so, Luke. So Luke Don't knows worry. Ned hey, Stark hey, died. Hey, <laughs> oh my God, where is? Um, it? hey Luke, maybe don't listen to the House of Dragons segment. What was your guys, Alex? What was your, as Evan texted, what was your main takeaway? What was the feeling you were left with after episode eight? What was the feeling I was left with? What's on your mind after episode eight? What's on my mind? Um, just I was really disappointed that the reason this whole uh well, one, I was really disappointed that they all just it seemed like Allison was actually squashing the beef. And then the whole reason that they're about to go to war with each other and their own family is because uh, Mr. King man was all drugged up and thought he was talking to somebody else. And then she just completely misinterpreted it. And now there's going to be a massive war over a guy who was on milk of the poppy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, that's really why everything started. As simple as that. Simple as that. 
Evan, what was the feeling? You hyped it up. You said the potentially the most emotional episode in television history. How did you feel after episode eight? I read that tweet. Is, um, is that what Evan said? I did not say it. I a tweet. shared I said the it. tweet that said But that it. means you co-signed it. I'm not sure that was the most emotional uh, episode. It was not the most emotional episode. I was a little underwhelmed. I thought everything that's going to happen in episode nine was going to happen in episode eight. Nope, they had eventually kill off the king. However, I I think the based on my feeling afterwards is like, let's get this on. Like now we, are, we are finally it there. It we did feel like a slower build-up episode. It did. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of small details that were in there. Um, you know, Grant's boy wasn't in the episode. <laughs> there's a lot of relationships. Um, a little action. Big action, guys. So there's a little action in there. Um, the sprinkle. It was. It was dramatic. Zero dragons. The head's head kind of interesting. Yeah, so that looks a little action. That's a little action. Yeah, the uh, no dragon part was uh, surprising. But with sure. as Cody with a K, I talked to him last night as we were texting about the show, and I think uh, there's some good points that we both made. I need to just read them. Um, he sent me quite a bit about. Can it. I? This is where I think I differ from the rest of our friends when it comes to Thrones. I don't. I think Alex, you're on my side because you texted about it once. I really do turn my brain off when I watch. I don't think about spoilers. I don't think about how anything relates to each other. I just like want to be entertained. So I'm not thinking about like like when Wyatt was like, "Hey, this uh, the girl's a witch." Like she predicted that. Like I don't even think about that stuff. I just if I if I catch it, I do. But I just watch and like um, hope to be entertained. I'm trying to yes, not spoil and look ahead and like make predictions and all that. Which it's always fun to do with shows, but I am actually just trying to, you know, be surprised and be stunned in the show when things happen. I don't want, because you could just go read the book basically and find out what happens. Well, because I don't want to do that whatsoever. Because everyone knows, I guess, if you read the books, knows what happens, which makes me feel uneasy because I don't want to know what happens ever. I just want to be blind. I have no idea. I have ideas from what people have said, but also they can go, they can go off the books if they want and really just be crazy that's what i would do if i was directing i would go off the books at the end like hey this is what i'm gonna do yeah well i don't think they can my main takeaway was i felt really bad for vaymond um from valeria that guy i i, I can relate to that guy you know just like i said I've, I, I've been losing my mind when it comes to how everyone's just standing for rhaenyra and in, in different parts of the realm and this yeah he said it and she had bastard kids and the fact that this man it's not her it. fault not her fault though no it is her fault. not her fault no, her husband her fault. is gay she could have you could have granted they did your, they your did twice they didn't work. work two times alex that's nothing two they tried well, probably couldn't try 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 it with a limp try imagine a limp and, um, uh, imagine if we were just like having puzzled in his headphone jacks twice we're like ah oh, no show's canceled tonight <laughs> no we stuck around oh we i wanted, wanted to that. do that i wanted to do that it's a joke that she wants everyone to, like, you can't even question her kids. Her kids are strong. Her kids are not. They, they're, her kids are entitled to absolutely nothing. Her kids are entitled to be poor people on the street with, with all I care. Okay. So the fact that that guy lost his head just really pissed me off. I feel bad for him because I'm glad that someone spoke the truth, though. And I hate how everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Like, what do you mean? We're just going to, it's like living in the book 1984 with George Orwell. They just like spin narratives. I love how Damon just was like, say it, and then walked around behind him and just totally killed the man. I hate without that he did even it. waiting. 
Dude, I think he did out from dead. behind. From behind was so cowardly. Do it to it, like challenge him to a duel. That would have been sweet. That would have been better. Like at least been. when Draymond punched Jordan Poole, he did it in front of his face. He didn't clock him in the back of the head. You know, I mean, that was cool with the head slice. Well, visually, I was not. That was threw up. <laughs> well, I thought that was the coolest part. It was disgusting. It's a nice clean strike. You guys are going to hate me. My next take that I had was that I think my guy going forward until proven otherwise is Aymond. I, I really like the cut of that guy's jib. He's a badass. A lot of people have been saying that. Well, I was. I don't like it. how he looks. No, I like it. He looks like he's 35 years old when he's supposed to be 21. Yeah, he looks goofy. Um, well, he has no eye. Yeah, the eye patch is a bad look. I don't think it's that bad of a look. I, mean, I think it's sweet. And he's got like a scar. He looks he looks better than his brother. His brother, I honestly hope, gets murdered. Next you know episode. what? So, Alex, that's not his brother that sucks. sucks. Alex, an eye patch is way better than... Oh, I can't spoil it. Shit. Never mind. Can't say it. I, I, I would I, rather I, just see his like no eyeball like when uh, Mr. Kingman just uh, takes his mask off and you see his disgusting rotting half of his face. You mean Harvey Dent? <laughs> The first Basically, thing I thought of when I saw that, his his uh his half mask was absolutely sweet though. Yeah, the gold gold half mask was pretty nice. Remind me of the movie Three Hundred with the night people that became those mm-hmm. Halloween masks. That's what he looked like. Remind me of uh, James Bond, uh, the most recent one, uh, No Time to Die. Oh, oh, Evan, great pull. Five movie. Look at all these references. And then my very last thing when I was just sitting there when. King Viserys was doing his very heartfelt last speech of his life, looking at everyone in this room like, why can't we all be one happy family and get along? And I was just sitting there and I kind of knew it, but it like dawned on me. I was like, that's because this one big happy family is four different families that all are nothing alike. You have the high towers, the strongs, the um, Valerian and Targaryens. And he just wants them to all be buddy buddies. Like, no, dude, you created like a melting pot of people and you're like, uh, let's just all get along. That's just not how one big happy families work. There's just people everywhere because your daughter's and brought in the strongs and pretends that they're light skinned with blonde hair. I just can't believe that this is what is being argued. She doesn't pretend they're light skinned with blonde hair. That's what every, they want everyone to think. He just wants to avoid that conversation. He knows it deep down. He knows it. However, she doesn't um, want anything to <laughs> press his bloodline. Yeah, if he doesn't. <laughs> he's just an idiot. Well, he's dead. So good. That's also good. Well, I didn't really like is it. Is that confirmed? Yeah. Yes. When they did Alex, the preview to next Do you episode. watch the trailer for the next episode? I actually didn't this week. It legitimately said the king is dead. And then they for, moved the on. The first to four words of it was the king is dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Well that I'm gonna have to watch that after this. So I mean, I, I, my whole point is like you can't have all the action that that you want out of this House of Dragon in the first season. You I mean, you're an action. So I, I am, but you're like, like Rhaenyra I, for action, I, I do. But like, if a really good show is like well done, it's multiple seasons, and you don't know like the next twist and turn. But a bunch of people do because they're reading this book ahead. Well, they didn't read the book ahead, Alex. The book came well before this. No, I'm so, saying they're reading ahead. <laughs> they might have just picked up the book and now they're oh, reading ahead. Oh, my bad. So we'll close it with this. And because I can say this part because well, it's already spoiled for Luke. So Ned Stark died at the <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Let's make a prediction. You didn't have to tell him when it happened. There's two episodes You're left. You're a piece of shit. 
I think he will. Fi- he will eventually find that out. Alex, you spoiled for Evan. Con, sorry, accident, <laughs> dude. Grant, it's gonna be a bleep. He did it'll it again. It'll be a bleep. Oh that was not God. an accident. He did it on purpose, out of vengeance from Cody and I not stopping it. Yep, that is not true. I didn't know because I hadn't even seen the show yet. I still will never forgive him <laughs> for that. I I hadn't even seen the show. It was just a complete gas. You were watching it. Well, you were watching it with us. I was behind. I was watching in my room while you guys were watching in the living room. You're a jerk. It was not. I will never forget him for that. Jerk. It ruined it for me, too. If it makes you feel better. I don't give a shit about your feelings at that point. (laughs) Two episodes left in this season. Wow. Everyone, what is your one prediction for a character that dies at the end by end of season one? Allison. Well, I (laughs) As I said, I'm not a look-ahead guy, so there could already be an answer that everybody knows. Hey, Alex, stop overthinking. Well, Evan might have just ruined that for us. He might that might have already happened. I have no idea. I have no idea. I read. You think I read books? No. Okay, thank you. (laughs) That was kind of mean, Alex. (laughs) Well, sorry. sorry. I I listen to audio recordings in my car. Not in my car. In my truck. Not in my truck. <laughs> Not driving. <laughs> Alex. This is completely guys. unnecessary, Evan, the way you're acting towards me at the moment. You ruined um, who do I think is gonna die? Um the 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 one sister of the of Allison, the daughter of Allison, the one young blonde that's a super weirdo with all the spiders and stuff. Which is, I believe, Aegon's wife. Um, they married, I believe. Brother and sister married. Yep, because that the, they were saying I showed at the dinner, and that's the same girl. So they. That, I think sister. he kills her. I think he's going to kill her. I am going to. Say, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm going to hope to will it into existence. I hope Aegon. Uh, the old there's like three Aegons now. I hope oh, I wanted old, him to die too. I hope the old brother Aegon that is an absolute problem dies i hope he gets murdered i hope a dragon eats his head off yeah i think we're all rooting for that that'd be sweet um speaking Seems of, too easy though i don't know the transition to the go to the lines speaking, speaking of, of being things, sweet <laughs> things that can eat other people's heads off the lions played new england patriots in foxborough and they lost 29 to nothing is that right yeah, um, that's right Ooh, what? Where do we start? Um, can I tell you what makes me most mad about this result? As I was looking across the NFL after the game, um, can you guess that didn't score a point? That's actually a really good answer, Alex. But it's a little bit different. It's that I see a lot of people. Well, I actually should say this. I think like half our fan base wants Dan Campbell fired, and I think the other half has got like guys. We had to rebuild this thing to the core, so maybe we can talk about that belief. Um, later in this recap, but what makes me so mad when we look at the second year of a rebuild is that Brian Dable is in a first year head coach with a team that isn't oozing with talent and they're four and one right now. So that irks me when I look at our own team and then even more on the same trajectory, Rob Sala, Bob Sala, second year head coach with the jets, the jets who we've laughed at for years alongside us are three and two and we're one and four. And I don't look at either of those teams and either of those coaching situations and be like, why are they that different right now through five games than we are? I don't know if that irks you guys or I'm off base, but that that was what was really bugging me 
as I sat there on Sunday. Well, don't forget the Jets murdered us on Monday Night Football the last time we played them. The Jets murdered us. They're a better better team. Absolutely. I was thinking of these same reasons with the Jets, and I was like, why are the Jets better? And I was thinking, well, take that back. You know, the Jets just played a third-string quarterback. Um, And then I looked at the Patriots and I realized, oh, we're playing a (laughs) third-string quarterback. Okay, throw that out of the books. Can't use that excuse anymore. Um. Yeah, there. It's just, and it's completely embarrassing. It is. That's how I felt after it. It's like you it sucked is. me in. You sucked me in to get me there to like cheer for the team and be like, yes, there's something different about this team. Best offense in the league. Best offense <laughs> in the league, scoring zero points. Well, don't have to worry about him getting head coaching job. Um, and then you throw that blunder it's out. One game, Evan. It's one game. game. Relax. It's just not. It's just, it's just the one game. It's the whole how you look during the game. We suck. Ben Johnson's had one bad game. So I'm not well. talking about him. I'm talking about the entire. You did. You said staff. kiss his coaching career goodbye. Or right now, we're asking if he goodbye. was going to get a head coaching job after this year, Alex. Um, he could if Dan Campbell got fired and he was the interim head coach and he did a good job. So I right, Alex said he'd always be the next head coach of the Lions. Dan Campbell's not getting fired. Um, no. He was going to fire Dan Campbell. No, Brad will. I don't think she has the heart to do it. I don't think Brad will either. Evan, what were you saying before? You were saying something about... Just comparing teams and how it's just completely utter embarrassment of how you can't get any production out of anybody. I heard it was so embarrassing for you that you... Oh! Walked I actually out, proved- you walked out of an apartment <laughs> to get on with your day because you couldn't wait. There was, yes. You didn't even like, accept I- a ride. You walked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There was no point it. for me to stay anymore. I didn't want to be home at a certain time. Didn't you have to watch the Lions anymore? So I'm going to I'm going to get out of there. I said my goodbyes. Said, hey guys, I'll see you in five days. Some of you a little bit longer, and I left. Alex, I have a question for you from the Lions Patriots game. I think we've reached the point where we have to ask ourselves a dread question that we asked Michigan State a couple of weeks ago. What can we look for? What can we tell ourselves to keep us interested in this team going forward? Because as much as we want to just completely ignore them forever, it is football. We will keep an eye on the Lions because of the nature of football. What are we going to tell ourselves, give us hope for the rest of the season? Hmm. Give me There's not much. Um, Jameson Williams, whenever he comes back, okay. I would like to watch him play football. I'm going to be honest, though. You, Agreed. you should not play any weekends around the Lions whatsoever. You should do anything but watch them. I, that's fair. Evan, what are you holding on to? Uh, uh, Amonra. I mean, it okay. was fun to watch him at the end of last season, so now he can just do it in more games this year. Instead of eight, he can do it in 12. Um, maybe beating the Bears twice? Maybe. Maybe just Yeah, once. I'm not sure that's... We're going to run the ball down our throat, bro. Getting a high draft If pick. the bros are coming out, Evan's upset. Being a high draft pick. And so, my Jared Goff theory was proven right. He cannot play outdoors. Yeah, that was a big weekend for that theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a monumental. Like, if Evan were to present a PowerPoint slide on why Jared Goff can't play outdoors, like, that would be slide one. He looked like a completely different quarterback. Completely different quarterback. At Evan, times. He was forcing passes that he hadn't done all year. 
The first he drive had was to. an abominable throw to TJ Hawkinson. And I guess Jonathan Vilma said we ran the same play versus the Seahawks. So that's also just, you can't look down the same receiver on the same route two weeks in a row, especially against Bill Belichick. He's just going to tell, hey, hey, buddy, hit corner. Just play Hawkinson here. They're not going to throw it to Tom Kennedy in the slot. I can promise you that. He didn't have all his weapons. He had more than he did last week. Hawkinson proved to be a bum again. Oh, that feels mean to say. But yeah, he did. I don't. I didn't really. I watched. Offensive back. line struggled. Some of the offensive line had their worst game of the year, which is not a good time to do it. Matthew Judon made them look like little boys. They ran the ball. Taylor okay, Decker though. is nineteen million dollars worth of crap. The inf- PFF grade. Take that back. The infuriating like thing about it is watching back. And it's it's almost worse because I think about I I knew the final score I knew we didn't score and I kept watching our drives be like how do we not get points we're moving the ball um, pretty fluidly from the twenty to, to, to thirty like from our twenty forward on fourth down twenty times to their thirty a single one Graham, you could have coached that game better from Dan Campbell's standpoint well if I tell no, you so, if I would have told I you think. this if I would have told you this going into the game you were facing a third string quarterback rookie quarterback. Um, your defense hasn't been playing well that much this year, um, if at all. Um, do you want to give your rookie quarterback confidence, or do you want to put him back against the walls and make him have to drive all the way down the field to score touchdowns? Probably the second option, if I could. But it's been Dan's MO, and everyone wants him to be aggressive. Brandon even said, if we lose oh, being aggressive. Alex. You just made my point. There I think, is I think situations I'm... to do it, and there's not situations. They were up 19 to nothing. They hadn't scored an offensive touchdown yet. No one's going to put coach a perfect game on those decisions, Evan. If we if we punted six times and the score is the same, you're just going to be it upset about been that. The same. They would have not been the same if we punted on fourth down and short because Jared Goff got sacked and returned for a touchdown. I think. 30% of this game you can put on my shoulders. I think someone showed Dan Campbell my social clip of me telling him to go down in flames and just be aggressive because and he did. I don't know if and we won Dan like Campbell's going for it on fourth and nine. Haven't you agreed with these flames? <laughs> yeah, you guys are also 15% to each I'm, of you. I'm not mad about it. Alex, to be to be quite honest, I'm not really either. I think if you're 0 of 6 on offense, that's not Dan Campbell's fault. That's like your offense just this game. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't hate the decisions to go for it. It's helped us play better in other games when we have done it. Fourth and nine was a little crazy. I'm not going to. And I know people are like, they said out of kicking practice that 50 was too far for them. I call BS on that unless Michael Badgley is hurt because I watched Jake Moody and Maryland's kicker and like three different college kickers this year make 50 yarders like it's a chip shot. So if Michael Badgley, who we know has been in this league a while, made four field goals last weekend for the Bears, can't kick a 50 yarder or attempt one, I don't really know what we're doing there. But then again, if he misses the field goal and then they go down score, we're equally as upset. I think... Some of the decisions like that were a little crazy, but overall, this is just like a, I don't, it's just a big game of poop. Like it just was nothing. The offense, if you can't score a single point in an NFL football game in 2022, I don't care what risky decisions you made game management wise. Your team is just bad. Yeah, you're 100% correct. This team is just bad and people need to realize that. You know why? Does this game make you more furious or did the Eagles game last year make you more furious? The Eagles game. No, well, different I watched, reasons. I watched Jared go throw it away in fourth down. <laughs> this game, maybe well, in this situation, rather have him throw it away in fourth down than get sacked, stripped, picked up, and returned for a touchdown. This game I made me feel. Down. 
made, this game made me feel more embarrassed. The Eagles game was more furious because I didn't like that we weren't even playing Amon or St. Brown when I knew he was good. This game, we played everyone we had. This was just embarrassing because you look up at the score and you're like, we are losing 29 nothing to the Patriots who are playing. It was, a slow, it was a slow death, too. Like, it wasn't like we just got blitzed from the jump. We just sucked the whole game and then they just so kicked bad. they kicked five field goals but it really wasn't and again looking back we moved the ball really well it's just like when we go over six on fourth down and your kicking situation is the worst in the entire nfl it's like i don't really know what you're gonna do like your offense just has to get three of those and yeah fourth and nine was a long one but they got stuffed on a fourth and one to start the game like you can't get one yard with one of the best offensive lines in the nfl that's just a joke that's not dan campbell's fault yeah, I don't know, dude. It was just disgusting. And you know, the biggest thing is why we're bad because it goes back to golf. I made a golf analogy here. Um, there's another one I have later in the show. But for this team, the mark of a good golfer, wouldn't you guys say that being a good golfer means you're consistent? Like anybody can have a hot couple holes, but a good golfer is someone who's consistent day in and day out. And we just yeah. prove, we proved with this team we are not consistent because if the offense still was able to be good, we'd be like, okay, like, we're at least an okay team. We can rely on our offense. I can't rely on any single thing with this team anymore. Our defense looked better. Our offense was terrible. The week before, it was the opposite. So we're just a bad football team that has zero consistency whatsoever. Yeah, we've hit rock bottom, as Dan said. I don't like that comment. Him saying that we hit rock bottom, no. Disgusting. If I was a player, I'd be pissed. The, all the players agreed with him, Evan. Bullshit. Speaking Bullshit of rock bottom, excuse. this is the question that that's not uh, an excuse. You just say saying that they hit rock bottom and they're gonna only go up from here. Why is that an excuse? Coach better. That's the that's what he should have said. Well, he says every single week is he's the reason we lost the game. So well, he was the reason they lost the game against the Patriots. So you think so? You think Dan Campbell is most of the blame for that loss? Yes. Do you think that's just like midweek coaching? You think the game management decisions were like the reason they lost? The game management reasons were sixty percent of the reason they lost. Okay, but I agree. Also have to to perform, Evan. I agree with the fourth and nine, but like the other five fourth downs, like I he can't make our offensive line get one yard to start the game around the fifty. That's like that's on our offense. I understand line. that, but also the play calling on those fourth downs were absolutely the worst designed fourth down plays. But then that has to be Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson calls correct. Calls. But Dan Campbell is an offensive guy. You're not telling me that he doesn't have an input on the offense in key situations. I guess you want to fire Dan Campbell. Evan? Well, well, no, well, I don't. Absolutely not. I do not want to fire Dan Campbell. I am just questioning his game management currently from that game was horrendous. But here's the thing, though. Like, I do agree. He's definitely more offensive guy than defense. But I don't think he's anything. Like, I don't think like he coached tight ends. I don't. I don't know if anyone. I think people do say he knows more than. We we think, but like I don't view Dan as like some offensive guru that's like, hey Ben, we should run this. Like I just want Dan just to be the motivator, and then maybe he's just a motivator and he needs to hire someone else to manage the game because we might be getting to that point where like, hey, you just motivate the team and manage the day to day and have someone else do your clock, and then have the other guys do the defense and offense. Because I don't, he's messing up a lot. He's messing up once per week where it's like, dude, can we just not do that mid game? I was just my philosophy of. Making the rookie quarterback go like the length of the field and not letting them to get any momentum. I think nine out of 10 coaches would agree with me. I think that 
And then the other coach was Dan that Campbell. no matter what happened, unfortunately if, he's on our sideline. If we punted six times and lost 29 zero, you would be mad. If we went for it six times and again, you're going to be mad. You're going to be mad no matter what, because we got spanked. I, would I not get be... there. You want, you're trying to find something to blame, but that's not the fourth downs. Isn't the only reason we didn't score a point and we got blown out and the defense sucked the whole Jared game. Goff's too. ass interception and triple coverage. Yeah. It was a really bad throw. The whole team played bad. It's not like whole, Dan Campbell. I'm not saying that, Alex. I'm I think Ali McNeil had a good game. I'm going to say something nice. Blaming well, 60% of it on Dan Campbell's fourth down no, planning Evan. is... Craig Reynolds had 12 fantasy points when he's only projected five. That's a good game. Craig Reynolds fumbled, nearly fumbled the handoff to turn a third and two into a third and nine that led to the fourth and nine decision. Chop Craig Reynolds for that move. Was I invested at the moment? Probably not, Grant. That's on me. No, that's okay. I was just watching it back and I was like, Jesus, Craig, get the handoff. <laughs> Um, here's a question for rock bottom. This is a life uh, listener question submitted in person by my dad. He goes, it's a great question. Cause I was sitting there. I was like, he goes, do you think we'll finish with a better or worse record than we did last year? Cause we might finish worse. Be better. You think I think we just play an easier schedule, but I don't know if we do. Cause I'm realizing how bad we are. Like the jets are not an easy game anymore. I was like, yeah, we'll beat mm-hmm. the jets I mean, and a giant. Like we may not, we might just lose <laughs> everyone. We just lose everybody. Oh, God, Grant, you have a very good point. All right, Larry. I'll test your knowledge here. I think the team will bounce back in that. They will uh, They'll win more games than last year. Like, if I look at our schedule right now, let's say if Tua is back for the Dolphins, I think we win one game in our next eight. And that was us. After we beat the Commanders, we said we would be four and one going into the Dallas game. Oh, and our preseason predictions, we were all above 500. We so, like, we just really idiots. missed. We're we missed bad. stupid. We are so stupid. <laughs> we really are. That's for, oh. Yeah. One win in the next eight, I'm predicting, if Tua Tagovailoa is back healthy. Oh, my God. I told you, Grant, our Cowboys defense is going to eat our lunch. We have one win. I see one, two. Bears? I think we split the Bears. I think we beat the Panthers, and I think that's it. I think we lose to every other team on the schedule. So I Jaguars? think we, I think no. I think they beat us. I think we go three and fourteen. It's at home, three and fourteen. I think I think we're. So I don't know if that's still you know what I don't even hate what? it anymore. Three and fourteen looks good because that means you have potentially have a top three pick. Potentially have CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or Will Anderson. I will take it. Three and fourteen, all aboard. Six and eleven. <sighs> that's nice. Um, speaking nice. of speaking of draft picks, there's a lot of smoke that Carolina might fire sale their team with their coach because they have no draft picks. Will's reached out for Christian McCaffrey today. Oh, Would Tom Pelissero oh said he God. did not. They did not. I saw that. a verified check mark. I saw just Tom Pelissero said they did not. Alex, that's you fascinating. Are a dirty, dirty liar. I'm not lying. I just no, read it. You're a liar. Fair. I'll send it to you since you just claim. Okay. Alex, lying. I trust Tom. But for us. How much would you guys give for a pass rusher like Brian Burns? They wouldn't trade him, would they? If they're blowing it up, if they're blowing up, that means all the veterans are gotta go. Yeah, yeah he's sure they would do. Because I looked at him, he's in. He's a. That's um, like that's like DJ Moore gone, Christian McCaffrey gone. Those are, right? it's like those guys. But would you give up? So the right now, I think the Rams pick Aiden Hutchinson have, for Brian Burns. Yes, Evan Lags. <laughs> We'll get we'll ask about that in a second. Um, right now, the uh, Rams pick we have, I think, is like top fifteen. Would you give up that pick for Brian Burns? Beep. See ya. 
that pick is gone and brian burns is wearing the honolulu blue that's where i'm at too because like he's established he's he's done it he's doing good this year and he was great he was great he's a pro bowler last year he's only 24 i think you can rely on him and that's better than like taking a shot on the 15th guy so if they want that pick i say we use it for that pick yeah i, I agree, agree. All right, so we're all. Is there anyone else from their team that you really like? I looked at their team today. And I was like, I don't really see anyone else that I really want that would help us. Alex, you not, know how not old this tweet capital. is. You know four how hours. old this tweet is. Yes, four hours ago, five oh one p.m. You're disgusting. You disgust me. Um, I disgust you because I sent you a tweet from a verified source that works for you. And I confirm to you that you are wrong. <laughs> I was You're just wrong. telling you what I saw of it. I'm just telling you're, you you're very on edge. I get it. You're having a long day, but you need wow. to relax. Long you day need to relax. How, I'll see how any long ago tweet from tweet? Tom Pelissero. Four up. hours. Oh, mine was three hours ago. So you. <laughs> he said they haven't had trade talks. That doesn't mean they haven't reached out. Guys, you want to hear my three? My, oh, hear my uh, three? Yes. What the f- Alex? Those can reach call. out, and the Panthers could say, "No, we don't want to trade him." That could be the Holy end of the talk. So, okay, so the Bills are just calling in to check in on Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully, he's having a good life. <laughs> to see if he's available, Evan. They could have said, "Hey, man, no. just hoping Christian's doing well." Um, let me know we're thinking. You're about just him. spinning this whatever way you want at the moment. You're spinning I'm, this any way that you want him to. I'm not. I'm saying that the Bills probably teams call. don't just check in on other players. This is how to see if they're available, Evan. Yes, they do. Yeah, trade talks is like checking if they're available. That is a trade talk. This is how Evan feels when Alex and I go at it. Now I know. <laughs> can I can I defuse the situation? I think the second pass interference call on Jeff Okuda was horse crap. I think he got pushed off onto the ground. He got shoved to the ground and got PI called on. I'm like, this man can't catch a break. Evan, that Alex was a is bad gonna, call. Alex is going to tweet off his burger account. Jeff Okuda stinks <laughs> when he's getting mugged to the ground. Jeff does stink. <laughs> Alex. Bad, bad call. <laughs> Terrible call. Um, question for Alex. Did your dad reach out and confirm to you that uh, he's given up on Hutchinson? Because I feel like he's got to be trending in that direction. Let's <sighs> just read what he said. What is what is what is G said about Hutchinson? Because we know he was out on him to start the year, even after his three sacks. Today, 12 p.m. Oh no. Twitter, Twitter is murdering Hutchinson. Uh, I was like, yeah, he hasn't been great. He said, bust. <laughs> I said, it's been five games. Relax. He said, relax, question mark. We suck. <laughs> he made Matt Patricia look like a genius. So, no, we didn't. There you go. Matt calls offense. They scored like, take away the seven, scored points. 22 points. Um. So, yeah, he said Aiden Hutchinson's a bust. Damn it. Um. Can you guys guess? I, I tallied him up. How many times Aiden Hutchinson was in a two-point stance this game? Uh, three. Zero. Oh, shit. Yep. Hand in the dirt every time. Um, I'm going to be tweeting maybe tomorrow morning or later. I, I took a screenshot of his three-point stance in this game and a three and a two-point stance of him against Ohio State. And I think just visually, you can just be, look at the guy and be like, yeah, I think maybe staying up is better. He just looks way more athletic. And last night, I was like, okay, maybe he's just too big. And I read their reasoning. They said they they want him for more run support. Are you telling me we use the second pick in the draft for an edge guy to be a run stuffer? I don't think so. That's a horrible pick. I'd like to see him get to the quarterback. And I'm like, maybe maybe he's too too big or too small or whatever. There, the Cincinnati Bengals stood up Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard last night, 
like more than half the game. Those are big dudes. So Hutchinson can definitely stand up and do it at a high rate. I just, I, I will continue to be pissed off and mention it every single week that he doesn't do it because Dan said that every personnel change and scheme change was on the board last week and they did not even let him stand up one single time. But are you going to ever have some accountability that when he goes one-on-one, he hasn't been great either. And he's blowing by quarterbacks and missing them when he does get in the backfield. Are you going to say like, yeah, you can't, he needs to be better. Yeah. He does need to play better. I'm not saying that he is like doing well. I also will never fully admit that he is a bust until I see him be allowed to do what he was best at, at Michigan. I will never ever say he's a bust until I see that. And then he still doesn't produce. It's insane. I don't understand how as a coaching staff, you're like, let's take what this guy did great in college and tell him to do something different and like be more involved in the stopping the run. I want to see this guy disrupt the pass. And if he was great at it in the system, why are you changing it? It's really dumb because the best pass rushers in the NFL are standing up quite a bit. It's not like it's something unique or like Chip Kelly bringing a different offense to the NFL. Everyone does it. Certainly worth a shot. And then I posted some screenshots if you want, if people want to go look as they're listening. Um, Jared Goff on fourth and two in the third quarter, 640 left, had a wide open touchdown to Khalif Raymond, and he threw it a yard short of the line of scrimmage to Amonor St. Brown. So that still will go back to my point of until like stuff like that gets cleaned up and we have a consistent quarterback as well goes back to consistency, we're still going to be bad because you just absolutely can't. Josh Jacobs just killed a guy. Um Anyways, you just can't. He's having a great game. You can't just miss a receiver wide open for a 40-yard touchdown on fourth down. He's wide open. I could have thrown the ball, guys. I know you're going to think, Grant, no, you couldn't. Matthew, yes, you could. I've seen your face. He was wide open. Thanks, Evan. You're welcome. It's not throwing a football 40 yards in the air. It wasn't. Alex, you know, neither are you, man. Did I say it was that? See, this is look at this instant <laughs> attack from you. I love it. Every don't time put, I talk. Don't bring down Grant. You do it to me this whole show. Because you brought down Grant, so I'm bringing you down. Grant, can you throw a football 40 yards in the air? No. But to be fair, it was only a 10-yard pop pass is all he had to do. He just had to lead him because he ran by the safety within 10 yards, and he just already was throwing to a minor St. Brown. It was really bad. That's all tweet. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State. The Spartans, the Bucknuts. We talked about the tailgate. Um, I'll just start with this question. Um, from Instagram that we keep getting. This is just, again, people are wondering why does Sky Hazleton still have a job at the university? So we're too scared to fire anybody, make any drastic changes, affect the locker room halfway through the year. Hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to fire someone in the middle of the season because it'll just cause more issues. Uh, there's multiple Big Ten universities that have already fired their coaches or coordinators throughout the season, so it's not uncommon, and I don't see why we can't, but I'm just giving you what I think, which is a ridiculous baby high school JV excuse. I agree with that, man. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that's their reasoning. Um, What are your... Anything you'd like to tell the people about this game? Anything that you took note of or were like, hey, I, I would like to talk about this on the show? Yeah, Jay Johnson stinks as an offensive coordinator. His ass is on the hot seat. And it has been. Evan Cadmus is leading this charge. He is incapable of creating formations that bring you advantage on offense. You know, when you were trying to run the ball. Sounds right. Grant, if you're trying to run the ball, why would you tighten down your formation over and over and over and over and over again? 
unless you had like a bruising offensive line that was good at gap scheme, I don't think I would tighten my formation, which I know is George State Kittle is not. blocking for me. I would, but he's not out there. Like if you have to guard it, if you go put a wide receiver all the way on the other sideline, at least one guy has to go guard him. But no, we're bringing guys into the line and making it harder for us to run. Also, you need to get different formations to run the same concept over and over again if you want to be that successful. Continuously running the same formation throughout the game isn't going to work against top defensive coordinators. And that's all. I continue to see the same formations over and over and over again. It's mind-blowing that you like going into a game plan and you think these are my only plays and also going into a game plan and you can't generate any offense on the first drive. You should know exactly what Jim Knowles is going to eat for lunch that day and what first five plays I'm going to run. Hey, they moved the ball on the first drive. They just didn't score. One catch. It was a 50-50 ball. That's what they got. What was the ball again? I forget. Was it Jane Reed off the sideline? That's honestly their their whole offense, at least in that game. That was like the the extent of the offense was just like they got they got their best player in one on one matchups as an offensive coordinator should do. They do it enough? No, no, because he can't. Because their defense core is going to adjust, and we're not going to. And also, like the one on one, I know what you're talking about, Alex, but like it's just fade routes like anybody in spartan stadium could dial that up he's not doing anything that gets jane reed separation like a crossing route that he can catch in stride and like go score a touchdown a la Ooh. how teams use cooper cup and justin jefferson it's just like run a one a nine route and we'll just throw it up to you and hope you make a cool back shoulder adjustment thorn does do a lot of uh checking at the line so he does change plays quite a bit yeah i'm ready for him to be done um I, honestly, as a Michigan fan, I want Peyton Thorne to play in that game. I'm praying he does. I think the I will be nervous if Noah Kim starts. I'll be like, this will be one of those weird games where Noah Kim is like the new savior or even Kaden Hauser. I want it might bite me. You might clip this and be like, Grant, you're an idiot. If Peyton Thorne lights us up, then so be it. But I just I don't see a world in which he does. He looks lost. She's having a terrible season. No way to argue against that. Defensively, I think we all know we've talked about the talent. I don't want to believe that. Cheese. What really upsets me, if I were a Michigan State fan, is watching two guys that have been there. Um, last year, Gross and Brantley just absolutely botch a coverage on a very important third down that goes for a wide open fifty yard touchdown out of a slot fade. Like how, as Evan, I mean you're laughing, you saw it, and I, I feel bad for Megum on TV. Everyone's like, oh, Megum blew a coverage. No, Mangum thought he'd have time to get over the top because there'd be somebody running with this guy out of the slot, which is an easier fade route to complete than wide open. And you could see Herb Street talked about it. Gross goes and tells Brantley like the communication, and they just completely cover the same guy. I don't know how that is happening this many weeks into a season with two guys who played last year and have been in the system for more than one year. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't think Angelo Gross is very good. It's insane that they're blowing coverages at this point. I think Brantley is still a true sophomore. Um, no excuses, Alex. No excuses. No, I, I think it was a gross. Play. It was a gross mistake. Gross. It Angela was a gross, gross mistake. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is back. Um, yeah, but, it's, it's disappointing that you can't communicate 
on the field. It's unacceptable. Play. It's not even disappointing. It's fireable at this point. It's like, what are we doing? Like, you guys can live with Marvin Harrison just mossing Brantley. That's just like, okay, that's a talent gap. Marvin Harrison's probably going to be an amazing receiver for years to come. That's fine. Players make plays. Jay and Reed did it to their cornerback. But you can't just be like, hey, guys, we're just going to ignore a slot fade for a 50-yard touchdown on third and medium. That's insane. You're a D1 Big Ten program who won 11 games last year, and you just didn't cover a really good wide receiver in the slot. Yeah. I'm getting frustrated for you guys. I've reached that point. I was rooting for Michigan State. It felt bad. I felt like a loser rooting for Michigan State. I was like, oh, my God, pick six. I told you guys, C.J. Stroud, not great in the cold. That gives me hope for when we play him on Thanksgiving. Maybe he'll give us a gift because that was an atrocious uh, read by him. His receiver was wide open, and he just threw it right into the Veteran move by Brantley to stop and run the route for the receiver. <laughs> so he is a veteran, so he has played enough, Alex, so he isn't just a true sophomore. You know, whatever I say, you're gonna make, you're gonna yell at me, you're gonna come out. No, me. that one he got you. And you got you in the press <laughs> you body bag there. Bradley's a young guy, and I think he's gonna be a good player for this team oh. in the future. Gross, I can't say the same. Fair. Um, I don't. Do you guys have anything? I don't know. I just wrote down like. Yes, I do okay. have one thing. If you're a Michigan State fan and you're bitching and complaining because you have to sit down because people are standing in front of you the entire game, get the hell out. Okay, I like that. Get the hell out. Yeah, I agree. Um, the last thing I had was just like, as this has happened two years in a row now, it feels like Michigan State fans, no matter, because we, you guys, have, we've seen, like, even if there's a somewhat competent Michigan team, Michigan State can upset them. That rivalry is tight. It's leaned green the last couple of years. You can beat Penn State you know, towards the end of the year, but like you really won't ever be like, yeah, we're back until you are competitive in this game. Because after the last two years, I don't know if I'm off. It feels like as a fan base, you're like, okay, yeah, we're like good, but you're not really like drinking Kool-Aid Kool-Aid until you show that you are competitive with Ohio state on the big stage. Now, like last year, sure. Cause it was new 11 and two with Mel Tucker, but now the shines worn off. Like if we're not competitive in this game as our litmus test, I don't, like, what do you really, really get excited for? You don't. So it's fair. It's fair to say that. Like, it's like this game needs to be like, this is what we're measuring ourselves on for years to come. I think it's every Big Ten team in the conference, their measuring stick is them. So, yeah. yes. I wouldn't say years to come. Based off I'm not, of one I don't game. think we're, we're trending and just we're going to be awful for the next 10 years because of saturday's game i'm not going to be in psycho and crazy and think that yeah it was disappointing i was expecting that score from the jump i mean you give any michigan state team i'm expecting that type of a game just because ohio state is that much better than everybody yeah but it's it's almost like you know next year or years down the line like you beat michigan you beat penn state it's it, it's like yes, that's good. That's very very good to celebrate those wins. But it's always like, all right, we need to see competitiveness against Ohio State, or is this going to be like we're just going to run to a brick wall? Well, you're never going to win the Big Ten without beating them. So yes, that's the ultimate goal, anyways. So yes, you have to beat them. To yeah, achieve your goals. Yeah. Well, how would you guys feel for my team after seeing Ohio State live in person? What odds Michigan Michigan wins in Columbus this year? Uh... Well, I'll give you a 22% chance. Okay. Alex? 15. 15? 
I wish they were higher, but I can accept that. Well, what are you going to give yours? Oh, you want mine? I'm sure people do. Right now, I say 40% chance, 60, 40 bucks. Lower that'll than be, I thought. That'll get closer to 50 if we, uh, if we start playing better ball and get closer. Ohio State still has not played a single tough team. Neither has Michigan. We'll find that out this weekend. I think Penn State's good. We'll get to that. Um, right now, we'll get into the recap of Michigan-Indiana. This was a tale of two halves, and it's my second golf course reference of the week, so just bear with me. The first half, incredibly underwhelming. I did say some things in our group chat. Uh, I will apologize for them. I overreacted. I said we stink. No, that's how you meant. That's what you meant. You meant that's those what, words. That's why I felt in the moment. You know that like stress. I got like my stress football little squeeze thing. I chucked that across the room several times in the first half, just befuddled at what the team was doing at Indiana. Um, you know, Tom Allen does that to you, Evan. As I, you know, like you see him getting fired up, like his team's He's a in the game. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't believe we're in a dogfight with Indiana. I guess I should also say prayers up to Mike Hart. That was super scary because I guess that's the first time he's had a situation like that. So you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And also the time that he coached for Indiana, too. So the whole vibe of the game was pretty weird from the jump. I I don't really remember seeing two like players crying on the sideline as well. Blake Corman, Dom and Edwards in the moment. I was like, wow, this is a really crazy situation. Um, but that aside, game. Great second half. And like I said, with the golf reference, here it is. What do you guys do when you leave a golf course and you finish strong? You think you're back. You always want to play more. Yep. And I said, put it in a tweet. So you know what? Going to men in black the first half. That was a national championship, Big Ten title contending team in the second half. It's back on. We're back. I'm f- no worries about the first half. We'll just clean it up. We're good. So that's how I ended up feeling about this game. I did the old uh, overreaction first half. And then, you know, my team's totally fine in the second half. So it's probably somewhere in the middle because they keep having some moments where, like, oh, I wish they were better. But I have to remind myself, these games aren't really coming down to the wire. They're still winning comfortably in the fourth quarter. So that's good. Alex, any thoughts? Nothing, on this? Nothing wrong with winning a road game. I appreciate that from you. That makes me feel good. It's tough to win in the Big Ten, as they say. Yeah, we is. need to pre- Grant. You need to appreciate wins more. Yep. You said at the beginning that you were going to appreciate wins more, and your team is undefeated. You're bowl eligible. Congratulations on your quick lane bowl appearance. At the worst. At the worst. <laughs> um, I have two a good and a bad to leave people with, and then a stat of the day about this game. Then we'll move on to the previews. Um, what I'm worried about. Alex will enjoy this because we had a wide receiver talk at the end of the year. I'm worried about Michigan's ability as wide receivers to create separation on their own outside of routes that are designed for them and crossing routes that naturally get you open. I'm very concerned about anyone running a post route and blowing away from somebody or winning a Jane Reed type ball. I don't really know if we have a guy on our team outside of maybe Roman Wilson, who seems to actually make plays one-on-one against people because he's really fast and has really good hands. So, and he was out this game. So you see him out, you're like, yeah, I don't know who's going to create separation on this team. Ronnie Bell gets open, but that's through design of the play. That's not really him just being his man. So that concerns me. I would love Jane Reed, Keon Coleman on my team. There, I said it. It'd be a fun trade if we could do. You guys I just take... won in fantasy football. Uh, where's the finally scored? You guys take score touchdown. You he guys had two take points. He had two yards going into that, and McKinnon has. McKinnon was leading the. Oh God, Gillard, you're making me juicy. 
Sorry, Grant, that is out Game's of pocket. <laughs> Alex was just disrespectful to you. No, Alex, no, no. technically, no, it's not. I'm down one point. It's over. Oh, wow. Um, so there's that with the wide receivers. That's something to watch, especially against Penn State's good cornerbacks, which we'll get to. Two, the positive thing, defensive pass rush, fully back. I think they had seven sacks in this game, a bunch of different guys. Grant, Asterix, Grant, what? Asterix. Indiana's what? offensive line coach got fired after the game. Because of what also, we did. Did Michigan Michigan's defensive line go somewhere? They've been they were pretty good. They weren't that good in the they murdered so, Iowa in the last at the quarter end. of that game. Yeah, maybe Alex, you know what? Cool. Did they ever leave? Maybe Michigan's so. off defensive line is sweet. And the crazy thing is they're just rolling out true freshmen. They're just absolutely bodying, bodying grown men offensive linemen in the Big Ten. Mason Graham, Derek Moore. Um, I'm forgetting a guy running through people. Asterix. Kenneth Grant. Kenneth Asterix. Grant runs. We fired him. We fired asterisk. him. Asterix. It's still an asterisk. All right. I'll yeah, give it to you, Graham. You're fair. It'll be interesting to see how they I do it. I think it's seven sacks against Penn State. Then I'll give it to you. Like last year, they almost did. But then they had an well, amazing Sean player. Well, Sean Clifford is a bad quarterback, so you might just do it. Um, and James Franklin's overrated. So congrats on your win this weekend. Relax, Evan. Stat of the day. Um, Michigan is 6-0, and as we discussed. And the six and zero in back to back seasons last year, this year six and zero. When was the last time that happened in Michigan football history? Uh, seventy six, seventy seven, seventy eight, well, seventy nine. Evan saw the stat. Evan, oh, Evan saw the stat. He definitely saw the tweet. <laughs> Give Alex a chance. Yes, seventy six, seventy seven. It was, was nineteen seventy six, nineteen seventy seven. Which I don't know about you guys. That feels like a long time for a program. That you That's think surprising should just, be solid. Fan base just is overhypes them every year. Now they used to back in my day play a tough non-conference schedule with Notre Dame. Now it's a little bit easier to go six and zero. And we always get Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State towards the end of the year. It seems like nowadays. So, um, but under Jim Harbaugh, they have gone six and zero twice to start the years. Well, this is the third time, but twice before this, 2016, which was JT was short, and then last year. So that's a good omen for the intensity this season is about to bring. That Reshner those... 11 wins this year. Hopefully, that's what that means, Evan. Hopefully. Hopefully, we get more oh. than that. Hopefully, it's a minimum. Oh, of you're going to lose one regular season game. Choose wisely. I hope not. Choose wisely. Illinois at home. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, shaking his fat stomach all over the big house. That would what be a sight miserable. To see. <laughs> miserable. Um, would you guys like to preview Michigan State, Wisconsin homecoming, rally the troops? No. Okay. Weeks, we, yeah, week seven, Michigan State, Wisconsin. All capital letters, if you're making the movie script title, it's the interim game. Jim Leonard, he did good last week. It's always tough when you face an interim coach that seems competent. So I'm worried for the Spartans in this game outside of their abilities on the football field. That already sets them back a little bit. It's spin zone, Alex. You want Urban to come back and coach. And so that's what you're advocating. Oh, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him right now as my offensive coordinator. I'll sweep everything underneath the rug. You scumbag. I wouldn't be a scumbag for Urban Myers, my offensive coordinator. Okay. Alex, would you let him come back? Yeah, yeah, I would. Scumbag. <laughs> God. But to be fair, it I wouldn't said really come. help our team. I mean, our offense would be good. Our defense wouldn't be any better. I think so you guys would like 56, 51. If Urban, Meyer, if Urban Meyer can't Urban in, recruit anymore after what he did. Yeah, I think he can recruit. He relates to young women. <laughs> yes, 
You know who else likes warm young women? Young men. Um, yeah, I think you guys would win out if Urban joined the staff. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, Jim Harbaugh can't beat him, so you know that's an automatic dub. Uh, okay, Wisconsin, Michigan State, 4 p.m. on Fox. I have no idea who's calling this game because they haven't done the announcers yet. Any guesses for you guys? Brock Heward. Um, I'm calling. I'm. I'm saying. Oh, who's the two staff on Fox? Uh, Jason Benetti and Brock Heward. Oh, Benetti, consummate professional. You guys are minus. No, Wisconsin is minus seven and a half live. It's moved a lot. Over under forty eight and a half. A Big Ten. Alex, I'm going to need you to move that line on run. No. Yes. Do it. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna make everybody shit talk to you in that chat. He's a man of principle. I already do every weekend. Lines move all the time. <laughs> you guys is uh how does Michigan State win this football game? Um oh. we get to Grand Mertz aggressively. Okay, I like that. Which we haven't done in four games. Correct. Well, you haven't played Grand Mertz the last four games. Yes. So, Jim Leonard's such a smart me. interim head coach. So smart. He took the Northwestern game as practice and said, let's test. Graham Mertz. Let's see how well he throws the ball. Well, he broke a Wisconsin record, and they had five touching. He had five touchdowns throwing the ball, getting ready for the putrid secondary for Michigan State. They're going to be mm. Northwestern blind. is legitimately a freshman football team because he really treated good. it as a practice, and he said, "Let's sling the rock." Well, Michigan State will be slinging the rock with no Kim. Oh, Alex, behave! <laughs> I would watch this game if that happens. I hope he does play. I don't think I'm going to watch if if uh, it just stays the status quo. I don't think I have anything to watch here. You don't. It'd be the first Michigan State game I do not watch this year. You're a dedicated human being, bro. I appreciate your effort. Because you're sick lunatic. Sick. I'm like Ryan Day. Um, I just don't know. I feel like I keep getting teased that Xavier Henderson and Slade are coming back. They're definitely helping this game. This but... Because if you don't have, you need Slade for a guy like Braylon Allen. The kid's 18 years old, but he looks like he's 35. Derrick Henry light. He's just going to absolutely feast. And then if Graham Mertz is, plays like 75% of his capability, it's going to be a long day. But he could have a disgusting football game. I've never seen Graham Mertz since his like COVID year play two good games in a row. So maybe bank on that. Offensively, I'm guessing Wisconsin's defense is pretty good. They always seem to have some stout white linebackers that just good. make plays. Yeah, uh, no, we're we're aft. Oh we're no, Alex! At homecoming, you can't lose your homecoming game. There was a fan of this podcast, a very dedicated fan, that says we're going to win this football game. So shout out him; he knows who he is. Well, really? we don't. Who is it? Hunter. I love Hunter. That. Thinks we're going to win. Yep. Of well, all now people I know on this but... planet, he <laughs> thinks we're going to win. Yep. Jesus, Alex, it's homecoming. Matt Zink's going to be in attendance, dude. Oh, Last time I saw points. Wisconsin travel to East Lansing, we were um, coming off a stop Notre Dame murder fest. We were undefeated, and then that loss started a train of eight losses in a row in a three Fun fact, season. first ever ranked versus ranked matchup on BTN. Was Michigan State, Wisconsin. Yep. All right. 3-0, 3-0. It's homecoming. It's a bounce back spot. You got to get off the schneid at some point. Gotta get off the it's going to be a beautiful day in East Lansing. It always is. People are going to be boozed up. They're going to be on their feet on third down. Oh. We told them to. A lot of Wisconsin fans in the stands. 
There'll be some red, but you're used to that from last week. Evan's <laughs> ready for the elements. The same thing, Grant. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of red in the stadium last week. It was actually jarring when I saw the photo. But that, that happy Ohio to be State colorblind. Fan. Couldn't tell. Oh, how's the That's a huge. <laughs> that's actually fantastic. Oh, I really can't tell there. in the picture. Oh, he fumbled with the ball. Though. Anyways, oh, inc- oh no. anyway, sorry. <laughs> that, that was um, great. That was great commentating. My speech working you guys up here. How did I just lose one? How how did I lose four points? Uh, Because they call him down on the one yard line. Oh, you can't blue ball me like that. Yeah, I I saw it, but I thought Alex was going to tell you, but he didn't. Figured that you'd figure it out. Final score of this homecoming bout. Gross. I got one. 24. Oh, yeah. 21. Badgers. Jim Leonard's a better coach than Mel Tucker. Dang. Oh, my God. No, he actually is, though. So. I, as I give him the edge, I actually do believe that. Like deep down, Jim Leonard never coached the. NFL. I wanted Jim Leonard to be the coach of Michigan when I wanted Harbaugh out. Like I, I'm really, I think this guy will be one of the best coaches in college football for a while. If he stays at Wisconsin, his ceiling's going to be capped. But I think he's like better than. I think he's better than Marcus Freeman. The same guy last week said Jaden Reed was dead. Uh, I actually woke Jaden Reed up. I said that two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I did. He was dead. He, he oh, he's, almost, he, he's alive. He almost broke his back. So it makes sense. It took him a while to get back. He still has butter fingers though. We like, he makes Got no one hands. makes, no one makes more insane catches that show you have great hands to like, what the hell was that? Like, I think he just needs drops. Easy, <laughs> easy passes. It's so volatile. Um, 31 10 Badgers. Oh, not even close. At least mine's well, Peyton Thorne's going to be playing and he's been bad. Well, Peyton Thorne's playing. Oh, I got that. I'm, I'm sure he's going to play Badgers 40 to 13 then. Kidding. I have no reason to believe that they will start no again. Evan? Uh, it would be, cool. be cool, though. Michigan State 29, Wisconsin 27. In the woodshed. Bloodshed. I just woodshed. don't know how you could pick Michigan State when they have not actually even had a close game since they beat Akron. I really don't know how you can. You're a crazy person, Evan. You're a sicko. You're like, they haven't day. even been in the game in the third quarter. Oh, third quarter. I was going to say, well, they were in everything because it starts 0 0. They're in it until halftime. On the flip side, we're really just banking on Jim Leonard because Wisconsin wins are Illinois State, New Mexico State, and Northwestern. Yes. Michigan State is the only team. Michigan State and Rutgers are the only teams in the Big Ten who do not have a Power Five win. Alex, some stats you should just keep to yourself. You don't need to say that out loud. Congrats. You you have Scott Bell's tweets on. Grant does for our Twitter account. I don't, we don't follow him. Well, Michigan State and Rutgers do play each other. So one of them will win a power five game this year. Unstoppable force, a movable object. I was thinking back. So Evan was kind of saying that if we had Kurt Ferentz coach the Lions game, we would have had a better chance to win this weekend. Pretty much. Last weekend. If we played Kurt Ferentz ball, we would have had a good chance to win. We would have punted on those fourth downs. We would have played Jim Russell Wolf. Been even more disgusted at how we lost. So, what do you think we take? Kirk Ferentz, head coach, keep Ben Johnson, so we don't have his son messing it up. You think that's a good duo? No, I think okay. you just match up a million dollars for Brian and a million dollars for Scotty, and just put them on the same team. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be awesome. Who's, those who's coordinators, Brian, Brian, Brian Ferentz, Scotty, getting a million dollars to coach offense. And Scott, Scotty Hansen is getting a million dollars to coach defense. If they coach like the Orchard Lake St. Mary's, would they win a state title? No. Yes. I actually think they would. Alex, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, bro. 
Evan, did you want to update everybody on how many points your offenses scored? <laughs> Alex, well, I knew that was coming. CEH did not score a touchdown there, <laughs> like Alex said. Um, but Josh Jacobs is a dog, and I knew he was going to be. That's why I drafted him. Um, he's Evan, I'm talking about your offense in terms of the teams you coach that has zero points this season. Oh. No, Evan's focused on fantasy football. I, I see what Evan's focused on. I was. <laughs> Anytime I get to beat Alex Gillen, it's a good feeling. <laughs> Um, so, however, Astros tomorrow, Astros tomorrow, shout out to uh, Evan's favorites, um, especially shout out Caden and shout out Zeke. Um, however, there's an asterisk tomorrow. The sevens and eighth grade teams are not playing at the same site. One's playing at home, one's playing away. I will be going on the road. I'm just coaching seventh grade tomorrow. All right. Narrow your focus. Balance some, some points. Oh, we'll, we'll score some points. I hope so. I feel good about it. Michigan, Penn State. One of the biggest games on the college football slate that's loaded. Number five, Michigan. Number 10, Penn State. At the big house. Big noon kickoff. Maze. Joel, do Joel and Gus just sleep in the big house at this point? Like, is there any point for them to fly around the country? If they wanted to save miles and gas money, yeah, they should. Well, they've had two road games in the last two weeks. Alex, thank you. You keep my brain check. I just assume every game because Michigan doesn't play outside of the big house is in the big house. Um, but yeah, the whole Urban Meyer spying on our team effect is in full effect. It's just I'm fully prepared for that man to know our playbook inside and out. It's not very lengthy, so it's not hard to memorize. So mm-hmm. they'll have that ready to go. Hey, Johnson's not calling your plays. Come on. You have more faith. Like sometimes. Um, Dave Warren calls our plays too. Michigan is now minus six and a half. It's right on the juicy win by a touchdown. You cover a number 52 and a half over under. I'm nervous. This is the biggest game of the year so far by far. And this week reinvigorates every single year. Luke listener. Luke will love this. Um, I absolutely despise Penn state fans. They are really up there. I like Michigan state fans more than Penn state fans. Mm. Penn state fans are an absolute cult. And they do this whole Mm. bit where they like, in the summertime, in the winter, after the season, they'll be like, I've seen it. They were on a, on a Penn State fans on a ski mountain, like just skied this hill. It's 2.30 p.m. and Michigan still sucks. They have invented some rivalry with our team that simply doesn't exist. Oh. It's super annoying. And I hate them. And I want to absolutely drag them in the big house like we did the last time <laughs> we were a top five team against the Nittany Lions. It was Shea Patterson. Took him out behind the woodshed, beat him by 40 points. Jim Harbaugh ran it up on James Franklin. You can get behind that, Evan, because you hate James Franklin. Um, yeah, because he is overrated. Well, how do you guys feel as uh, guys that know college football about this game? What, what's your gut tell you about this game? Is this when we find out Michigan's frauds, or do they survive like they did last year in Happy Valley? Or do they Ooh, blow them Penn out? State had a bye this past week. Yep, they've been preparing. I think oh. Michigan survives by the hair on their chinny chin chin. So tight Grant. game. Yeah. God, Grant. Yeah. Um, I do think Michigan survives. I think the only reason they do survive it is because it's home. Do you think it'd be better for Michigan if it was at night? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think Sean Clifford would just be. Auburn doesn't count. Auburn's a very bad football team, and that's what's going to get brought up so many times. Is like, thank you. For well, in that. fact, <laughs> Pepsi went on the road and beat Auburn. Um, they're not very good. No, this Michigan team would shit on Auburn. So, um, I do like Michigan, um, but Penn State seems to play up for Michigan games most of the time. Most of the time, 
Um, they play up, but James Franklin and Sean Clifford are still in charge of this team. So I still like Michigan in it. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be low scoring. I don't think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna be a defensive rush match. I think both quarterbacks are gonna struggle, and then it's just like a matter of fact of. I don't like that many Penn State like athletes for the wide receivers. They do have stud running backs. Michigan has a couple stud running backs, but I think both teams are saying we're gonna stop the run and make the quarterback throw, and we'll see who has who makes the big throw. Can JJ finally connect on the deep post? It's gonna have to come down to some form of scheme. I think you made great points, Evan, because. I've been seeing on PFF, I've seen from Penn State fans, they're very confident in their defensive line and their ability to pressure the quarterback. And I know they have Joey Porter, who is an absolute dog on one side of the field. His arms are so long. <laughs> yeah, He's got Tracy Walker arms. <laughs> so like one half the field, we're already not even looking at. Then the other half, they have this other cornerback who's been playing out of his mind and has been highly rated all year by PFF. So they got two good. It's almost like when we were playing Washington. And what concerns me last year, what concerns me, is that you look at Penn State's rushing output. Now, let's read who they played, though. Purdue, Ohio, Auburn, CMU, Northwestern. They have not given up more than four yards per carry in any of those games. The highest rush total they've given up was 119 yards to Auburn, who I haven't talked about is still not. They're, they're an SEC football team, but they're not they that good. So Correct. if Auburn can get 3.3, and Evan thinks we'd kill Auburn, I think we can maybe average a little over four yards per carry. So that would be like what you need to just put this team in a phone booth. And then hopefully that sucks everyone down and you get one or two shots. But JJ, if he's listening, the kid just has to complete one or two of those deep balls. You can't overthrow Roman Wilson in a game like this. And on the flip side, defensively, Sean Clifford is erratic. He's sometimes good. And he, like on that Purdue drive that won the game to start the year. Sometimes he looks terrible. He's only thrown two picks this year. Makes me think one pick at least is coming in this game. Maybe a strip sack. I don't think Michigan has had a strip sack. They've recovered this entire year. It doesn't feel like. Maybe Yabi Oki gets this first, and that's a huge play. Maybe TJ Turner gets a pick. I don't know. You're going to need to turn this kid over at least once or twice. Rely on your crowd. Everyone wear a maze like you're being told to do. And just walk out of here with a win, please. Because then our season... I mean, if they lose, the season's still alive, hypothetically, but you just feel way worse about it because you lost to Penn State at home. If you win, keep taking it one week at a time, but you're really starting to eye up Columbus on Thanksgiving weekend. You're really like just getting yourself ready for that game. At least as fans. The team is not. They're going one week at a time. Predictions, Alex, or anything you want to say about the game? Nope. I think you guys covered it. Michigan 31, Penn State 28. Missed field goal to go to overtime. Oh, so Michigan, Michigan wins in overtime? No, 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 no. It, Michigan's leading 31-28. Penn State gets the ball back with a minute 16 left. They drive mm. the field. They mm. attempt a 47-yard field goal for the tie to oh. go to overtime and miss it left. Oh, oh my. Wow. Oh, my God. How, how far away is the field goal? 47 yards. Oh, jeez, oh that's God. a boot. He <laughs> hooks it. Don't sick. even have to watch the game, guys. That's how it ends. Good job. Yeah. Evan? Um, I got a defensive struggle. I think it's going to be a low scoring, especially at halftime. I think it's going to be a big 10 buffet at halftime where you're just, Grant is puking. And he's rattled off some text messages seeing how bad he is, how mad he is at the offense. Um, was right. So I got like a 24 to 20 ball game by Michigan. 
I like it. I'm surprised over under sin above 50 is interesting because last year it was 17 14, if I remember right. The Eric All game, he will not be playing this game, unfortunately. So, and, and both teams are average or averaging giving up less than 15. And Michigan's wearing all yellow uniforms. No way. They're wearing no. all blue. They're wearing all blue. All yellow for the yellow maze. Out. They're not wearing they all yellow. They posted a graphic today. The worst uniforms of all time. They're not wearing all yellow. Evan, I promise. Granted, they were one of the coaches yellow, in the press conference. And he said, "I don't know. You'll have to see." They posted like a hype, like a hype graphic saying "wear maze," and then the players they chose were in their all blues, which they don't have that many photos of the guys in all blues over the years. So that makes me think they're wearing all blues. I don't think you do that. That's social media, no, no. To they're post. trying to fool you. Well, that's messed up. Uh, yeah, scoring defense, opponents' points per game. Penn State's averaging fourteen point eight. Are you guys ready for this? I have a little Alex up my sleeve too for my prediction. I envision this game being 17 to 14 Michigan late into the fourth quarter. Penn State's going to have a drive or so to try to take the lead. You're going to be sweating. I think Michigan gets a big stop. Maybe, maybe James Franklin does a weird fourth down attempt that they call like a trick play that doesn't work like it happened last year in Penn State. Never forget when they drove to the two-yard line and instead of running a two-point conversion play, they tried to do a fake field goal that almost got returned the other way. Absolute moron move. But JJ is going to sack up. He's going to lead us down the field with like five minutes left to put us up 24-14. The defense is going to hold, and we're going to win 24-14. 7-0 Michigan. 7-0. And Michigan State on the schedule next, right? And then a bye week, we all just relax. And we all get to watch Michigan or Michigan State at night, which we broke the news for that. Is it still confirmed? You better tag us in. They haven't. They haven't. Cowards. No, we won't know till next week. Yeah, because they announced a week early. Yeah. I hope we're right. Unless we've been so bad that they flexed it back to a different time. No, that's possible. I just want you guys to know, as my friends, I need this game this weekend so bad. Like, I really can't. I can't stomach a loss for a bye week too. I root for my friends. I'm here for your support, but I deep down, oh god, I can't say it on a podcast. It's just so wrong. I mean, what? No, say it. I cannot cheer for Michigan. I will never be able. That's okay. To. Deep down in my gut, I will not be able to cheer for him. That's fine. I don't. I don't expect you to. I'm not rooting for Michigan. I thought you were about to no. say I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten again, and I was like, oh, let's get the good vibes going. Yeah, I really hope people, if you're listening this far, the rider dies. I should have said at the beginning. Please don't tune out. You know, because our teams suck at football. We'll find ways to make the show entertaining. I know it feels bad. I know you're ready for college basketball season. So just buckle up, okay? We'll get through it together. One game at a time. You're not struggling with anything, Graham. I wish the Lions were good. Yeah. It's sweet that Michigan's 6-0. I'm not going to lie about that. No, oh, I know it is. I'm it, sure it's awesome. Uh, one last thing. It's kind of crazy. I sit there and I like crap on our offense. And I don't know if you guys ever had this feeling. You look up and you see the box score and JJ had like seven incompletions and 300 yards. So I was like, he really played that well. Like you don't. You're watching it, and you're like, this is disgusting. And then you look up, and you're like, well, then my expectations are just way off of what I should be expecting from a Michigan football should, team. You should not be so negative when you start watching a game. Yeah, you're right. I saw a guy neutral. Tweet, like, he's like, y'all are mad that it's 10-10 at halftime. That's just called football. It's not always going to be easy. I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. The Big Ten, they're deep. These are all scholarship players playing their hearts out. It was 7-7 in East Lansing for a few seconds. Electric moment. That pick it six was, was electric. Were you thinking like this is LJ Scott? I looked at Evan and I said, peak of the season right here. You just peaked. I was screaming, stop the count. And I got some chuckles out of Ohio State fans. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they're probably. (laughs) We even got into third down after that. (laughs) Ohio State 
it's good to see you had a good interaction with the house state fans usually they're the scum of the earth oh there was a couple of them around us that were scum of the earth did you see the buckeye guy that punch him i did see him he was in the front row right down wasn't too far from us wasn't too far from me Uh i did not punch him wanted to i did tell alex as soon as i found him i was like god i want to punch that guy in the face yeah, I think everyone does. It's not an Ohio State fan. Every fan has thought that at one point. That's not an Ohio State. The Ohio State, State fans love him either. I think I would rather. Punch, no, yeah, I think uh, the Ohio State fans don't like him either. I would rather punch Johnny Spirit in the face than that guy. Now, talk about a guy embarrassing the University of Michigan State. Who cares? That to guy to is Johnny Spirit. Embarrassing. <laughs> it all circles back. Yes. If you like yeah. Johnny Spirit, never listen to the show again. We don't need your listen anymore, and I will nope. survive without it. <laughs> yep. And if Johnny Spirit listens to this, please stop. I do not like you. Most of America doesn't like you. You're not cool. Boom. Okay. Boom Cheers roasted. to close out episode Cheers. 92. Cheers to the highest ranked matchup of the weekend happening in the state of Michigan for football. What is it? Is it Michigan? Battle of the Bone, number one versus number two, Ferris State versus Grand Valley State. I knew you didn't know that was going on this weekend. You didn't know. You're not Wait, sure. Oh, I didn't know that. You said Grand Valley? Grand Valley State's ranked number two. But why is it Battle of the Bone? I don't know. I, you're going to have to ask for me about that one. Um, and shout out um, Michigan State women's soccer team. Beat Michigan this past weekend. I believe 2 nothing. We've come a long way that that's what, that's what we're closing the show out with. Shout out to Wake Forest Demon Deacons football team. No, cancel them. They are canceled. They are murdered canceled. army. And for some reason, oh. I haven't thought it would be a good idea to bet against um, the oh. Gillen's new favorite team. Oh, they don't respect the troops. I. They don't respect them. They did not on the enough. field. All they, they had to do was them. beat them by. All they had to do was beat them by twenty, and they didn't. Beat them right. by forty. Penn State sucks. James Franklin's a fraud. Boom. I like that. Alex.